Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Everybody and thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Sun Podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. Saul Bookman is back, Yay. and joining us is the Twitter legend himself, Jock Landale. What's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> Good. How about you, Jock? Well, going well. Did you have a fun Maxing night? And relaxing. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, you have a fun night. Yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> got on, got under some people's skin. Got some laughs out of people. It was, I'd say, it was a good night, all in all. Uh, we will definitely dive into that later in the show. So make sure you stick around, especially if you missed out on the fun that was happening over on social media last night. But, Jock, uh, thanks for joining us. Want to first check in? How you doing? How you feeling about kind of the season overall? Not just the way that it ended, but overall from your perspective. Uh, how would you yeah. rate this season? Yeah, it was. Uh, look, I think I think on the grand scheme of things, it was definitely one that we, we all felt like we fell short. And I know there's like this argument of failure versus blah 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 that's been going around. But um, yeah, like, I definitely think that we fell short, and and that was disappointing, especially to go out in the fashion that we did. Um, obviously, I wasn't around for last season. Um, but it, it feels like a similar kind of vibe um, to what they experienced last year. And um, yeah, it, it, it sucks. Um, so the ending, the ending was, was, was terrible. It's, uh, you know, you can't sugarcoat it. I don't know what happened there, but it just kind of is what it is and we move on. But um, on a whole, I, I really feel like for me personally, it was a successful year. Um, I, I was given a real opportunity by the Phoenix Suns, by Monty Williams, uh, the front office, everyone involved. Um, and, and that's something that I'm forever going to be grateful for because it, believe it or not, this time last year, we were, we were, I think we were parked up in Australia talking about if whether or not it was even worthwhile going back to America. We, we just weren't even sure if I was going to get a second, second chance. And I was never really given a real shot at um, the Spurs, I don't think. Uh, I might've had 15, 20 games, but you know, that was halfway through a season when you just haven't played in X amount of, you know, months, whatever. So I got a real opportunity with the Suns and that's something that I'm, I'm forever grateful for. And, um, you know, for, for me personally to end in that fashion um, against the Nuggets, going up against a two-time MVP, I, I really felt as though, you know, I did myself a lot of favours and um, always feel like, especially when you get some significant time off, you always pick it apart and feel like you could have done more, but I'm, I'm trying not to do that too much. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Like, I always think about it in terms of winning, and that's hard for me to kind of look past, but but I do have to step back in this in this regard and, and, and look at the grand scheme of things and say, right, like, I've, I've definitely done myself some favours here. So it, it, it's a bit, you know, up and down, but, yeah, no, that's kind of what I got on it. You know, you went from Pop to Monty, um, and obviously Monty's gone now, but you know what? I know you learned, uh, despite the fact that you might not have played as much as you wanted to in San Antonio, 
Um, I'm sure you learned some things from Pop um, that help you be prepared for the next step, which is with Monty. What did you learn from Monty this year um, that you that are your biggest takeaways? I think that the, the biggest takeaway for me was just the confidence piece. Um, you know, and this this came from not only Monty. One of the guys who was really in my ear about it a lot was was James Jones, um, and it was it was kind of like staying ready at all times and and people use, oh, well, I'm not in a rhythm because I haven't played as, as an excuse. Um, and, and it really is that. Like, as basketball players, we, we're, we're always in a rhythm. We're always, like, we've put in so many reps, we've played so many hours on court, all of that stuff. I, I think that that was my biggest takeaway was that, um, that, I, that I am always ready and, like, regardless of the situation, I can, um, I can step on the court having not played in X amount of weeks and, and go out there and perform. Um, so that was one of my bigger takeaways this year was, was just kind of the confidence in my abilities to, to go, step out on the court and perform at any given time. Now, there were still frustrations around not playing at times, just like any other player would have. But I think for the most part, it was... Um, like that was a big lesson for me this year and uh you know sorry guys i'm just gonna let my dog out whilst we're in this she's about to start barking otherwise. Uh, but um yeah i think that that was definitely the biggest takeaway for me um from monty and then look i've got to give i've got to give the sons a lot of credit for having faith in me defensively because i learned a lot about myself and again was the confidence piece but like some of the numbers that I produced on the defensive end were, were, were mind-blowing and were brought to my attention a lot throughout the year that like I'm actually I can really hold my own at the NBA level defensively so um, it was just kind of the confidence in my game uh, grew as the year went on and, and I really felt that come to fruition um, in, in the end of the season with some with a couple of big performances and and then again in the playoffs so yeah you know, it was funny is watching you throughout the season. I, obviously, a lot of us didn't know what you were all about. Um, I think, I, like I told you before, the last time I saw you play was against U of A uh, yep. out in Salt Lake City. Um, and I didn't see the the post-dominance that you, you showed at times this season. Uh, you know, it, and, and the, the thing that I take away the most is, is I, I really felt like you, you gained a lot of trust from your teammates and being able to hold your position and seal off and know that if they threw the ball into you, and this is not a knock to anybody else, so calm the hell down, chat. Um, <laughs> but they just knew that if they threw the ball down to you, um, you were going to seal position and, and and be able to get a bucket when they needed it down low in the post. Did you feel the 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 change in your teammates as the season went on that 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 trust did actually occur? Yeah, I think that I think that I set set that tone pretty much from day one of training camp. Um, I had a running joke with Mikhail that he couldn't defend me in the in the post because like it was just something that from from day one of training camp I came came in and I was deep sealing these guys and uh, doing that body positioning stuff really, really well. And and it was something that, that uh, Chris Paul um, picked up on like very early and we just kind of ran with it through the whole year. So uh, the coaches kind of grew uh, with those confidence levels in me. Um, their confidence levels in me grew just seeing that kind of from day one at training camp. And look, like training camp for me was like I was playing on another level. Like it was the it was some of the best basketball I've ever played. And it was, I think, one of the obvious things that, you know, suffered a little bit this year was my three-point shooting. Um, you know, I've, I've 
been a 36 to 40 percent three-point shooter for the past four years of my career and this year it was down at 25 for whatever reason now i think part of that was the slow start i got off to at 11 percent, and i just couldn't recover from that like i think if you go back and look through the months i had like three or four 40 percent months but it was just the slow start just killed it so um and then it was kind of like you know we got kd and we had book playing at a high level and it was like we don't need another guy who's going to score and i was completely content with just kind of morphing myself into that deep seal post-production short roll and then crash the glass kind of guy um and, and i was just like like every day working on my threes and they were going into the high clip and it was like well i, I don't need to use them uh like because because we were just running it our offense at such a high clip for, for so long and it just kind of morphed itself into what it was and that's what was being asked of me. So I was totally fine with that. And But, um, yeah, I mean, the post-production thing was something that kind of uh, I struck gold with from day one. And, and, and yeah, I think you're right. Like, the, the confidence level grew in me is uh, especially, you know, from early on in the regular season of just kind of having some big games against um, the Warriors and stuff and, and, and you know, hurting those mismatches, it, uh, that confidence just continues to grow through the year. Obviously, Jock, there's a lot to be done this offseason uh, with the Suns, yourself included in that. Everyone in the, chat, in the chat is already screaming that you cannot leave, that you have to stay. You better be back. <laughs> if you don't, we're going to start a GoFundMe, all the things. Um, so kind of give us a, a little bit of insight into how you're feeling about all of that. And maybe, you know, you don't have to spill the tea, but have you started having conversations, mm. anything of that sort? Uh, we're, like plain and simple, we're just not allowed to have conversations. Um, I think June 1st, we're allowed to engage with the Suns, I think is kind of how it typically, with the new with the new ruling, you're allowed to talk with your like your current team a month before everyone. I think that's to like, I think they're trying to breed some loyalty back into the league at the minute. So um, they've kind of created that rule where we can talk with the Suns a month earlier than anyone else. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, look, I, I want to. I'd love to stay in Phoenix. I've said it from the start. Ever since we got here, we, we fell in love with the with the place. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is a business, and I'm 27 years old, so um, you know that 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 definitely plays a factor in my decision making. But like, hand on heart, if I could pick a place to play the rest of my career, this would be this would be the one. Oh, I just love it here. I love the organization. I love the city. I love the fans. And this is. I'm not just saying this, but. Uh, I love the podcast, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, you do baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's a smart man. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, this, this really is, um, you know, become home for us. We bought a house here. We plan on living, you know, here in the off seasons for a while. And, um, but you know, Matt, Matt obviously has, um, some ideas of his own on what he wants to do this off season. And it's just whether or not I fit into that. So, Look, we'll, we'll see. Uh, if I get the opportunity to play here, uh, I'd love to. Um, but, you know, we, we, always, we can't always get what we want. So uh, it just kind of is what it is. Um, but guys in the chat, I, I, if, I could, if I can be here, I will be here. I, I def <laughs> definitely want to be here long term. That's awesome. Hey, you know, uh, one of the things that, that helps progression is sometimes looking at other players and how they perform. And obviously, <clears throat> there's a certain guy right now that is absolutely <laughs> torching everybody and their mother in the league, uh, Jokic. Yep. Um, I think every player sometimes when they come across somebody, like even Kobe said that there was one aha moment when he, when he went up against Jordan and he was just like, damn, there's like a whole nother level to try and get to. Uh, when you played against Jokic, 
what was that one move or shot that he made that you were like, Jesus, what the? Man, there was well, there was there was two that really rang a bell. So they ran this play called um, they ran a play called C, which is like they throw it to him at the top, and it's kind of like a shuffle cut. They shuffle cut him into the post, and so I like battled through this screen, fronted him, like I went all the way around the baseline on the screen, got in front of him, and had him out at the three point line, and then they kind of ripped him off a screen on the along the baseline as well. So I chased him all the way to the other side of the court. And he caught the ball and I had great position on him and he just kind of like rolled off my inside shoulder to the middle and like I got a great contest and he like, he hits this like little right foot, right hand running shot and I was, and it was just like nothing but net and I was like, like there's no, there's no better defense I could have played than that. Like I literally have done everything that I could to get that ball out of his hands and, you know, beat him up along the way. Like the whole, the whole series since I was given like, a crack at him and I'll tell you you know how that went down in a sec but like I was just my whole mindset was I'm just going to try and beat this guy up and run him up and down the floor as much as possible like I think my offensive rebound crash rate was like 97 percent on the series or something because I was like I'm not even like going for the ball half a time I'm just trying to run through his body to wear him down so it was definitely one of those ones there was also there was also that pass I think it made it to NBA's um the NBA account where the skip pass in the corner caught the ball at the top of the key and they were running C again. That's what it was. So I'm kind of like got my hand on his chest and I'm like looking over my left shoulder to see where the screen's coming from. And as I look back, I just kind of see his arm brush past the top of my head and I turn around and like Cardwell Pope's shooting a pull up to two in the corner. And I was just like, how the hell did he get the ball there? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so look, there was a lot of plays. I'm not. I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah, it's it's like this is where, and I know you guys want to talk about this, but I'm just going to roll straight into it. This is where the frustration for me began to grow through the series. Was was he was putting up these monstrous numbers, and I was I was defending him in a sub fifty percent clip. Like that's what that's what you know the that's what the media was talking about. That's what the that's what the numbers were saying. So I was holding him to below his fifty percent. But everyone was like, well, of course he's going to do it to this bum Jock Landale. Like, who the hell is this guy? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you guys crazy. Like, do you not see, like, the numbers? And do you not see, you know, how hard I'm making him work? And so then all the Lakers fans jumped on board and they were like, well, you know, he's not going to have these problems. Like, we're not going to have this problem when he comes to play the Lakers because, you know, AD is uh, 10 times the player than Jock. And look, in some regards, he probably is. Um. But I made that dude work, and, and I'll stand on that. And um, you know, he's just—you just can't stop him. And that's the biggest thing that I realized was like, I'm, I'm not going to stop this guy, and nobody else can. I don't care what they say. So it wasn't about stopping him on on his offensive end. It was just about making him work so much that on the defensive end we could try and get some better production out of our our situations against him. Um, now, unfortunately, that didn't work, but. Sometimes, sometimes it felt like it did. So, yeah. You know, he was, he was unbelievable yesterday. Yeah. I, I mean, that was insane. 10 rebounds in the first quarter. He didn't miss a shot. He's just hitting shots that make it look too damn easy. Yeah. There's no defense for him. See, I think that's the thing that's so crazy about Jokic is that 
Like when you when you look at him, you don't think like this is the most crazy athletic person in the NBA. And then when he makes buckets and the things he does, it's just like, how does it seem like it's so simple for you? Like it looks effortless. And I think that's the crazy part about watching Jokic play sometimes. I'm just like, like we do it with Devin too. Right. And I'm sure if we watch Jokic on a regular basis, it would feel the same way as sometimes when we watch Devin hit down some knock down some of these crazy yeah. shots. Mm. But it's just like, man, how are it's you like holding this shot, off? Though. It's like every shot, like book book goes into into realms where he's the best player in the world. Um but it feels like Yoke just never slips from like that. Like he's just always right there. And some guys will come and come above him sometimes, but then they definitely drop back below him. He just always feels like he's right there yeah. and he never has a bad night. And it's like, I mean, one of the funny, one of the funny instances was um, after game three where um, I beat him up, had a good game, running up and down the court. And everyone's like, this dude, Jock just beat Yoke. And I was like, are these fucking guys crazy? Like, we had like 29, 17, and 14 talking about I just beat him. I was like, you guys are nuts. So I was like, thanks. Now you've just probably pissed him off and he's going to come in and like bust my ass the ne- next night. And he, he did. But, um, yeah, it was like I always knew that that's what it was going to be. I was – I was, uh, and I had the luxury – um, of getting to sit back and watch games one and two kind of evolve and, and, and kind of pick that apart from, from sitting courtside. And I knew that I was going to get an opportunity in that series. I just had a feeling. Um, so this this leads me to the story where, um, you know, game one, I don't, I, I don't play outside of like the, the scrub minutes at the end. And then game, game two, um, they give me a little bit of a burn because I, I think that they saw... Uh, in game one that I just had a bit more like energy and, of a, and, and motor than uh, the other two. Um, so game two, I go in there, I'm, I'm crushing, I'm, I'm cracking, you know, I'm cracking these guys on all the offensive rebounds. I'm going super hard and blah, blah, blah. But they were refusing me to play, they were refusing to play me against Yoke. So I went to them after game two and I was like, guys, like I have, I'm not saying that I've cracked the, the Jokic puzzle, but I, but I think I'm onto something with, with this. All I need is like three minutes in the next game. Give me three minutes, see what you think. And then you can make a game time decision on whether or not you'll play me against Yoke or you'll just play me against the small ball lineup. Anyways, it worked in, it worked in our favor game three and, and then I earned the coach's trust going forward. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool moment. That was, it was crazy. It's crazy. That whole series is pretty crazy. When somebody shoots the way he did in game one and you're like, man, he's not, he has not been good in this first quarter, but it didn't matter because every possession down that court, even if he would miss eight shots at the rim, he still got his own rebound, got his own rebound, got his own rebound. And it just it it the thing about Jokic is, is that he he doesn't look athletic. He kind of is just kind of like I'm just He's going quick. through, and it's just it, it'll catch you off guard. And that's the 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 thing that we talk about is um, like vertically, like just. Like he's, I mean, plain and simple, he's just not like as good an athlete as some of the other guys. But his ability to just pick um, angles and, and get to those angles quickly along the ground and like kind of using his upper body to roll off people is just like second to none. And this is where this is where I know that you know Luca and Jokic are kind of two not so much like guys for Phoenix Suns right now, but. Um, 
like this is where those European guys are really special in how they can attack those angles. Like Luca, again, not the most athletic guy, not um, you know, not vertically gifted, but like can just hit angles like nobody else. And and I think that that's where Jokic was really tough to guard is. You, you take him out of getting to his kind of getting to the middle and he's he's so fast at spinning baseline like I've, I've never played against a guy who can get to that baseline like little little spin as quick as him and and I think that he just has this natural talent for being able to read body position like nobody else and it's something that like it's something that is a bit of a gift um, but it, you can also work work on it but I just feel like he is just like split second decision making like I saw him make this play out of the post yesterday where he dribbled middle spun baseline and just kind of like hook pass it around the guy's hand but back to the middle and I was just like dude like this is (laughs) how do you see that over two sets of hands when you're getting double like I just don't get it so um yeah he man it just just a hell of a matchup but um a really enjoyable one to go up against as well. Uh, given that I played in his country, like I kind of knew, I know a lot of his friends, um, you know, playing in Serbia, I kind of, I really vibed with the Serbian culture and, and, and lifestyle. And um, that was fun to me. To, I, almost, like I, I played this little game in my head where I was back in Serbia and playing with the confidence that I was playing with back there. And um, he kind of helped me get to where I was at mentally and, and, and play as hard as I did. All right, we're going to take a quick break, read you guys some ads, and then we'll bring Jock back to talk a little bit more Suns basketball and the future. Uh, Listen, we talked about the Nuggets and Jokic. Unfortunately, you cannot bet on the Suns anymore over at BetMGM, but you can bet on them if you'd like to. I won a couple bets on that game last night using the BetMGM app, and uh, that made me really happy. And right now, it is Wednesday, and right now with BetMGM, every Wednesday and Saturday, you can claim your bonus bet on the house. All you have to do is log in, and you'll automatically automatically receive a bonus bet upon logging in. It's that simple. The bets do expire after 72 hours, so don't wait to use them. Also, bonus bets can only be used on any sport wagers. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you do that and use bonus code PHNX. There are a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. There's a lot of crap streaming services out there, and some of them don't even offer your favorite teams. You got to make sure you go get FuboTV.com because Fubo is legit. You can get all your teams. You can watch the Diamondbacks, the Suns, the Coyotes are still here. They're not leaving. They're not leaving. They're not um, leaving. And uh, Cardinals, you name it. You can watch all your favorite teams on Fubo TV. All you have to do is download the app, sign up, and you can save 15% if you just uh, use the link in the description below to sign up. 
it up on your first month of Fubo Pro. Um, again, 140 channels. Uh, the wifey loves. We, so you can set up your own profiles on this stuff. Yep. The wifey has like her HGTV and uh, all the animal stuff that she loves to, to mess with. My stuff is all stupid. Actually, it's just nothing but sports. So, um, so it's cool. It's dope. Make sure you check it out. Yeah, and also make sure you check out our friends over at Illegal Peds. They've got a full menu of bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, and more. They also have a full bar with custom cocktails, beer, and the strongest margaritas in the Valley. They have happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. So make sure you stop in at either their Tucson or Tempe locations for a house but a beer bucket for you and the whole crew. You get five pints for $15. You can soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and a crisp beer out on the patio. Legal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. All right, let's bring Jock back maybe in. We, maybe, we can get jo- maybe we can get Jock out to Illegal Pete's one of these days. That'd maybe. be pretty dope. Maybe. What's that? I said maybe we can get you out to Illegal Pete's one of these days or Four Peaks. We used to come out to Four Peaks. Have four you been peaks. to Four Peaks yet? I've heard good things about Four Peaks. Oh, Four I think Peaks. I've had a Four Peaks. Uh, I've had a Four Peaks beer this year. I forgot where though. Well, they're if, they're if, all over the valley. If, if you can you, pick them up at grocery stores too. If you want a lot yeah. of Four Peaks beer, you just holler at your boy. I got you. Yeah, we'll take care of you. Also, while we're talking <laughs> about Four Peaks beer, let me just tell you real quick. We'll just sneak this one in here. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. And that's how you pawn off an ad read to Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> you did do that. that. That one was yours, wasn't Thank it? You. <laughs> all right, Jock. Uh, Listen, I don't want to bring the mood down too much, but (laughs) we kind of have to talk about the elephant in the room just a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on it anyway. Obviously, the news um, over the weekend was that Monty Williams was released from his head coaching position with the Suns. Where were you when you heard the news and what was your initial reaction like? I believe I was crashing a wedding in San Diego, actually. <laughs> and that's how you bring the mood right back up. Way to go, Jack. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, no, I think I legit was. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we, we found out and we were, we were as shocked as anyone else. Um, just saying, yeah, yeah I mean, it's a, it's a crazy situation, isn't it? Um, I reached out to him since then and um, sounds like he's doing all right back in San Antonio and he's around his family and whatnot. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him that he's kind of there and, and in his own space and got out before the madness started. But um, it was, yeah, I think that it was probably a little bit um, like I, I didn't see it coming, to be honest with you, I, I think. And, and you know, I, I, I feel like there's such a quick trigger on on firing these coaches at the minute. I don't know what it is, but it's like all these numbers keep coming out about um, about these last four co- championship coaches are all out of a job at the minute and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I mean, not that I have like any like idea on how to run an organisation, but but um, from where Phoenix was to, to where it is now, it's um, I feel like he did a really good job. So... Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm Got to be careful here because you know. Yeah, I, mean, I feel you. Obvi- I, you did talk earlier in the show. Saul did ask you. You know, like what you kind of took from Monty. You talked about him and James Jones and that confidence they mm-hmm. kind of instilled in you. Obviously, you've had two top-notch coaches throughout your time in the NBA. 
when you yeah. look at coaches now, just not necessarily to judge them or anything of that sort. But no, man, who's going to be the next coach? Knowing you came from Pop and then you've had Monty, <laughs> two really solid coaches within the NBA space. Like, what is important in a head coach for an NBA player like yourself? Yeah, I think that I think that managing people and managing egos is huge in the NBA environment. Um, I've come from arguably two two better coaches from Europe um, in terms of X's and O's, but um, you know they were they were intense people and they were um, they were able to really really coach you hard and and I, you just can't do that here in the NBA. So. Um, I think it's really important to kind of manage people and, and, and have that ability to do so whilst being able to still get through to them with the X's and O's factor. And that must be just a headache to, to, to kind of juggle. Um, oh, I definitely couldn't do it. I'd just be like a madman yelling at people, do this, do that. But um, I think that Monty had a really special way with, with kind of achieving that. And I, I think that like him, him with his and DA's relationship being where it was when I first came in and obviously everyone knew about how that all went down to get back to where they were, which was like a place of mutual respect, I think was really, really impressive um, for, for Mont to be able to do that. So, I mean, he has a way with people and he, he, I thought that he did a really good job of managing us as a group and it was a tough situation down the stretch. I mean, you know, with that, as soon as that trade kind of happened, it was just like, it was like we were trying to put together a, a championship team on the fly with no training camp. So um, tough situation. Uh, he he did a he did a good job of, of managing people, and I think that that's what I really look for in uh, a head coach in the NBA now. So um, you know, wish him nothing but the best in, in whatever's next. Okay, now we need to go back to the wedding crashing. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Come on now, set the scene up now. What, what, what happened now? You're in San Diego. You're just like walking around, or were you in the space and you already suited and booted? What What was going on now? Uh, we we we. I just come from dinner with uh, with my best uh, one, one of my best mates and and his fiance, and then India, of course. And um, oh god, we were just cruising around and and and. Saw an opportunity and took it. <laughs> was, that? Um, was it fun? Was it a good wedding? Oh, it was, yeah, it was good. It was good. We had a bit of fun. We were only there for probably an hour, and then we we darted off somewhere else. So, um, did anybody know who yeah. you were? The, the vibe, the vibes. No, I don't know where I was to be honest with you. The vibe, but the vibes were were excellent. So we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we we were on a different we were in a different space at the time. <laughs> I love that. That That's fantastic. All right. Before we get into some fan questions here, and by the way, Chad, if you guys have questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. Uh, Off-season plans. What what you got going for you this summer? So we were about to head to Europe until the dog decided to eat my passport. So that we kind of canned that idea pretty quickly. Um, So... Uh, look, for the most part, we'll be in Phoenix. We'll probably, I'll probably duck off to my college in, in California and catch up with my sister and and everyone over there. And they they play some. They've got some really good pickup games that go on over there. So I'll do that. Um, and then July, we'll we'll head back to Australia. And um, I got a hot plan back home. Um, we're on the verge of doing like a basketball camp up up in my rural my rural town in Dunelequin back home in Australia. So we're going to try and 
give kids up there a bit of a gateway into basketball and hopefully spark some spark some like regional interest in it because um, it's very AFL, which is the local footy league back home in Australia. It's very AFL dominant uh, dominated area, so I'm hoping to kind of spark a bit of interest there and. Um, that community is very, very close to my heart. And then um, I've got my Bucks party because the wedding's coming up, uh, not this off-season, but the next one, but with the Olympics, just the timing and everything. So I'm going to do my uh, my Bucks party. Um, do you guys call it a Bucks party? Uh, bachelor party. Yeah. Bachelor party. Um, so we'll do all that in Australia. And then August 1st into the, into the World Cup camp. So World Cup preparation starts August 1st and then we'll go over to uh, Japan and the Philippines and, and hopefully win a gold medal. And then have a little, probably have a little 10 day trip um, after the World Cup just to really relax and, uh, um, and, and we'll do that in Europe now, I think. And then um, Espo just texted me and said, hey, uh, did you get your invite? I was like, no, I, I, I did not get my invite. I, did you? And he said, no. Well, so. Oh, yeah. Tell Espo the invites aren't even out yet, so maybe he'll be lucky. Maybe. So be patient, is what he's saying. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> That'll be fun, though. So busy, busy off season for you. My goodness, yeah. it's a lot. Plans. Always is. Always yeah. is. I'm, I'm a big believer on traveling as much as possible, and and um, whilst obviously staying fit, but just traveling as much as possible and packing in packing in as much stuff in the uh, off season as possible because becomes pretty pretty uh, repetitive once we get back here and, and get into season. Yeah, and also kind of like you're married to basketball during the season. There's not much time for much of anything at all. All right, yep. let's answer a few fan questions here. Uh, the first Good. one comes from Sundarus Punk in our Discord, and they said, is he tired from cooking fools on Twitter or is this troll motor nonstop? <laughs> This is this is this is my troll season now. I'm, I'm out of basketball. <laughs> troll season. I got, I, got, I got five months. I got five months coming. All right. So we want to make sure because I know I asked you this last time you were on the show and you confirmed. But at Landale Jock is you on Twitter, correct? It, okay. It's really him, people. It really is him, you guys. I we keep saying this, it twice but now. I'm just not going to say anything about it. <laughs> um, so I do want to talk about some of the trolling that we got last night, which was really funny. High level. Obviously, High level. it started with talking about Jokic, and then it just took off from there. My favorite one, though, um, was somebody had mentioned you and said, another bench player talking like a starter. <laughs> and then you quote tweeted it, and you said, see bio, and your bio is <laughs> just a bench player talking like a starter. How long is this going to be your bio? <laughs> Until I, and, until I decided to delete Twitter after my career. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I need I need some insight. What does what's going on in your mind? Take us through like how do you kind of approach trolling people on Twitter? Are you typing it out, deleting, and then coming back uh, to it, or are you just like little, coming right off as the as little thought on? as little thought as possible? And if I see an opportunity present itself, I go for it. Um, I will say that I've had some seriously red hot responses that I've had to double check with with my fiance and a couple of my mates, and um, they've told me no on a couple of occasions. Yeah. So I do have to keep it somewhat professional, but maybe I'll direct message people some responses and, and see if I can do like disappearing <laughs> or something like that. But um, yeah, I've got some good. I've got a lot of good ones. If I could really let my Australian personality shine through, I would. But uh, 
I might lose some lose some fans, right? See, that's 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 the jock I want to know. Definitely, I, that's the jock I want. I want to know what happens when you're you're just kicking in Australia. You had a few, like I want to know that jock. Well, how about how about this? Once I sign my next contract, then I'll have some fun. But until Let's then, go. I'm not trying to give anyone an excuse to be like this guy's crazy. <laughs> that is completely. Hey, Twitter fair. ain't gonna fuck up your paper. I know that for sure. Also, I get your point though because hey, cra- crazier things have happened, mate. Crazier it's true. Things have happened. True. It's true. It's true. I get your point though because I feel like a lot of times here in America, people don't understand like your Australian humor. Like you, when you popped off at Espo early on in the season, everybody legitimately thought you were mad at yeah. Espo to the point where it was just like, hold on, is, did we just make an enemy with Jock? What what did we do here? And you're like, no, that's just, that's just, it, 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 I, I enjoyed it. I don't know I what everybody was, was crying about. I enjoyed it, but you know, everyone was mad about it. <laughs> it's very rare that I'd get angry at something along those lines. And if I did get angry at something that someone said, I wouldn't like respond i'd just be like all right well this guy's a dickhead and just leave it alone right just no no clapbacks there all right so you're basically what you're telling us is we just got to keep an eye out on your twitter um if we want to see some fun trolling action i'm here for it like last night that was probably the highlight of the night while it was a good game to watch you trolling people on twitter was much more entertaining. well and also like we don't really get too much of that from suns players you know no. everybody else is pretty reserved you know they kind of he's the only one kd now. will go at people every now and then for sure but like book's pretty low Man, he's, key. Going, he's going he's going at like um he's going on like other celebrities and stuff right like, yeah oh, i haven't heard so much of his yeah no, no. i'm i'm Nobody's safe. That's why <laughs> everybody can catch a stray. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Our next one uh, from Frank White. They said, "Are you planning on working out with Mikhail this off season? Any th- any plans <laughs> to link up with Kale?" We were just talking. Then I said, uh, "What did I say? Let me pull. This, let me pull this up. Let me pull this up." I was just messaging him. Then he said, "He said." Uh, I said, where you at? Let's have some beers. And he said, New York, pull up. And then it's just like a whole bunch of like, oh, I don't, I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I want to go see Kale. I'd love to go out to New York and catch up with Mikhail, but um, uh, we'll have to see if the plans are out. I think we, we, we do want to stop through, uh, through New York at some point, though. Um, for India to do some wedding dress shopping, which is exciting. And then um, I'm playing golf with Cam Johnson tomorrow morning and Damien Lee. So catching up with a few of the boys, which is good. Nice. Oh. That was super fun. Do you have a good strong golf game or what? Depends on the day. Depends. I, I can get going. I, I can get going, but it, it does depend on the game, the day. And I haven't played in, geez, I haven't played since before the season, I don't think. So, yeah. Just saying, we got a golf so, tournament next week. You, you can, you're more than welcome to join us. We all got a golf oh, tournament. Let me see. Let me see how this uh, how this thing goes tomorrow morning. <laughs> Mind you, I'm also being dragged out of bed at fucking five thirty in the morning. Ooh. This yeah, we'll see. That's how I feel. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to wake up at 530 in the morning to go if you wait till If you wait till 8, it's like 1,000 degrees. So you got to get out there it early. If those are my two options, the answer is no. Uh, but Lindsay, I want to golf. You're gonna go just, to the golf tournament. <laughs> I just don't want to get over five thirty. All right. <laughs> the next one is from Colin Dewitt. They said, "Who is Jock's favorite coaching staff member that deserves a shout out?" I'm assuming outside uh, of Monty Williams here. Mark Bryant. Mark Bryant. 
Mark Bryant's my guy. Um, I've been meaning to somehow do a shout out for him and Michael Ruffin. Um, they handled they handled uh, my personality and our situation very well this year. So uh, those guys kept it fresh and kept it enjoyable, and and, and I definitely learnt a lot from them. Um, MB is just he's one of the best. Uh, but I don't want to. I want to toot his horn too hard here because I do like giving him a hard time as well. Um, but yeah, MB is one of the best coaches I've had uh, the pleasure of dealing with this 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 year and and throughout my career. And uh, him and him and Ruff have they imparted a lot of knowledge on me from their playing days, and I feel ten times wiser having dealt with them this year. So I'm hoping that I get to deal with them for a long time. Um, but yeah, those two are. Those two are ripping blokes and, and, and helped me a lot throughout the year and definitely deserve their props for what they do in, within the organization. I had a great um, relationship with Mark Bryan as well. He's just a phen- phenomenal human being. But from a player's perspective, I don't think I've ever heard of any player who's worked with him that has said anything negative. Oh, and no. I'm talking yep. even behind no. the scenes. Like he is so loved and so likable that it's just like, Legend. yeah, of course. Legend. Um, okay, Adam Cooper said, other than yourself, who is your favorite Australian celebrity? Mm. Oh, um, Chris Hemsworth, just because ah, our, yeah. our physiques are very, very similar. <laughs> um, it's weird to laugh at an NBA player in that way. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like Jock's physique is like a million times better than mine. Yeah, I am laughing at this joke. I don't understand why. Um, nah, Chris Hemsworth uh, is probably right right up there. And um, mm. you're a Russell Crowe fan. Yeah, I am a Ru- I I am, but. I don't, I don't want to put him in like the same category as, as Chris. Um, I might just leave it there. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. There's a, there's a couple others, but I'll is Margot Robbie Australian? I was going to say somebody in the chat yeah, said Margot yeah, Robbie. She's Australian. She's, she's my favorite. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> I do like her though. She's pretty cool. All right. Uh, RX marble says, what does Jock think he needs to improve upon to be ready for next season? Um, I think I need to get back to to shooting the ball like I was. Uh, I think that's definitely super important. And then just continuing to like maintain and and improve my body um, long term is like super important. I'm kind of coming into those those older years. Well, not older years. I'm still 27, but um, I'm coming into that those years where like if you can really look after your body now, it pays massive dividends in the long term. So um, with with the next two off seasons for me being the World Cup and the Olympics, it's pretty important that I keep on top of that stuff. So I'd say shooting, getting back into a good shooting rhythm, and then uh, and then continuing to work on my body is super important. Are you going to turn um, to becoming a vegan? Is that something you've even considered now being around Chris Paul? <laughs> it's a hell no. <laughs> hell no. Hell no. I want to say something, but it sounds <laughs> sounds crazy when you say it in this day and age. So, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy my. I'll just say I enjoy my chicken steak and uh, and lamb way too much. So, 
I definitely will not be turning turning away from that. That's fair. It, it, it's not easy. I'll give you that. It's not easy. Have you tried? Uh huh. I was vegan for like two and a half, or no, vegetarian. Sorry, I was vegetarian for like two and a half years. I was gonna say as much, and it was really as, hard. As much shit as you were giving me about cheese, I was like, "There's no way no, you gave it not up." Not anymore. I couldn't be a vegan. That would be so hard. But it's also stuff like coffee. Like, yeah, I don't, drink, I don't want to drink fucking oat milk or almond milk with my coffees. I just want cow's milk. It's delicious. I mean, oat milk is pretty good with coffee. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was on a little bit of like a, a trend with it for a while and the missus loves it. But like you go back to that cow's milk and it just changes your life. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, RX Marbles also wanted to know if you've read any good books lately. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine lately that'd be kind of hard. It's, yeah, uh, um, I find book reading just tedious as hell. What about audio? Uh, I actually do enjoy it. I, I, I used to, I used to love reading a book, um, but I haven't I haven't done it in a very long time. But I actually was saying the other day I, I wanted to get back into it this year. But um, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I haven't read anything lately. I haven't read anything. All right, report back after you read something worthwhile talking about. Uh, actually, Don's Bread said, <laughs> what is, is it going to take to remain a 69 on 2K? <laughs> this one also came from your Twitter shenanigans last night. Just have a physique like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make some phone calls to Ronnie and be like, yo, you cannot change this rating. Yeah. You stay this forever. Now. Well, that's why I, I, actually, I actually don't game, so I don't even know what my, my rating is, but... Um... I was told at one point it was was sixty nine, and I was like, right, like if it ever changes off that, and I catch wind of it, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet or or, or message message him and say, hey, move it back. I don't want to move anywhere. Just leave it right there. Just yeah. Right there. Even if I go up to like all of a sudden next year I break out and become become uh, you know the next Larry Markinon or something like that, I'll be like, no mate, leave me, leave me, leave me where I am. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Okay, we got one from Marco. Uh, they said, what's the name of the Suns Only Players group chat? So do you guys have a group chat and do you have a name for it? Because we oh, have a group yeah. chat and we have a name for it. So what is the name of yours? Players Only. That's it. Players Only. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty pretty boring, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping for something a little bit more fun, but I get it. It makes the most sense. Players only. My, my fa I have a family group chat and my family group chat is called uh, <laughs> uh, Sugar Man and, and Mega Sean and then the rest of us. And that's what it's called. And it's called Sugar Man because my son is diabetic and he thinks it's funny that people make fun of him <laughs> for not being able to eat sugar. <laughs> it's just stupid shit. But I find it hilarious. So I'm like, all right. I mean, at least he's the one that's making Yeah, he laughs about it. He loves it. He thinks it's funny. So. All right. We have a couple super chats, but first a couple quick ads for you guys. Uh, Shady Rays, fantastic sunglass company they offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear as well not only can you get your hands on some really great eyewear but they every single pair of sunglasses that they sell is backed by lost and broken replacement so if you lose you break your pair even on day one they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked and they also have your back long after you purchase if you don't love your shady rays you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk when you shop their team, again, always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated 
five stars by over 250,000 people. The furniture in this uh, this whole studio is fantastic, and you should try and go get some at more furniture.com is some of the most comfortable furniture you can sit on uh unfortunately we are not sitting on more furniture right now but in the other studio we are our whole studio decked out as we've mentioned a million times so as usual go to morefurniture.com get yourself hooked up get your whole house hooked up um and say big on the best furniture in the valley when you do so uh and they got that white glove service mm-hmm. snap there you definitely go definitely need that one all right. What kind of super chats do we have here now? All right. You want to read that one? Let's go. All right. From Colin DeWitt. Uh, Jock, join our PHNX Suns Discord. Uh, Jock, I don't know if I've ever invited you to our Discord, but uh, we have a Discord and all our diehards. What, what, what's what's, what's, so it's what's a, the It's a members only chat. So all our, all the people yeah, that right. subscribe to PHNX, they, they're on a Discord and uh, they, we've gotten several requests to ask you to join. <laughs> so, Here's the thing though, because we had a couple other comments in the chat too right after that and we're like, no, we don't want to scare Jock away. He's going to think we're crazy if we bring him into the Discord. No, you know what? The Discord, the Discord is the Mike. most is the most pure place you could possibly go for Suns fans. Well, just 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 make a Twitter. I'll respond to you on Twitter. <laughs> be careful. That's, be see, careful. that's the thing. Yeah. Twitter, the, the, the best part about discords in general are that I feel like at least ours, I guess I can't speak to all of them. It's less spicy than Twitter as far as outside people, right? Like right. you get, you could get spicy with one another, but you're all like-minded in the sense that at least you root for the same team. True. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about crazy things. True. We got another one from Dave Cartier. says, which, which one is your favorite jersey this year? Oh, good question. Probably mm, the throwback or the black jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throwback is sick. I'm really excited to figure out what jerseys are coming next year because there's a rumor that there's um, a new El Valle one, Valle. which is the new city edition one. And I think if they do that correctly, it's going to be super dope. So I'm really excited for that one. Um, yeah. Doug sent a super chat and said, statement of the day, Lindsay, you're awesome. Did I say that? Did you say that? <laughs> I'm co- where did that come from? I'm so confused. I think he's just saying. I think Doug I is just oh, making the statement. Doug's statement of the day. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Doug. Appreciate you. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. What did I do? <laughs> My bad. Uh, and then oh, Big boy. Vernon, thank you for your super chat. Today is not the day to have that conversation. They said, I think Ben Simmons want to join Phoenix <laughs> next year. Um, we will leave that for later. But thank oh, you for boy. your super chat, Big Vernon. We do appreciate you. Wow. <laughs> All right. I think that'll do it for all of them, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Jock, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you every time you come through. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. Look forward to our our next chat. For sure. For sure. All right, Jock. We'll see you later. All right, guys. Appreciate it. And then uh, we'll wrap up with this last super chat that just came in from Colin said, our discord doesn't get infiltrated by scrubs and Lakers fans your vibes true this exactly. is very true this exactly. is very true uh i want to respond to a couple things is that cool oh sure why all right. not all right first of all jose what's going on wait what did jose say jose's been coming at me because he says i like have no emotion about monty getting fired and i have no emotion about about uh mikhail and cam okay i agree with the, at least mikhail and cam uh listen i can compartmentalize they are not part of the sun's team anymore let me explain no let me explain no explain they are not they are not phoenix suns so in terms of the basketball team and everything else they can just i just moved on i have moved on but 
But I love Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. I think they were tremendous human beings first and tremendous basketball players second. Um, and it is in that order because that's why you all love them too. Uh, and I wish them nothing but great success except against the Suns, period. Like, And that's how I deal with things. Listen, in my life, when I am faced with adversity, I compartmentalize. That's what I do. This is how I get through tragedy. This is how I get through life, okay? So in that regard, yes. Number two, Monty, okay? Monty, same thing, tremendous person. I think he he came across and delivered things in a very um, uh, you know thorough way. Um, he had the respect of a lot of players. He had the respect of the NBA. He came in at a time where it was desperately needed. Like he did his job. He got us to a certain point. It's okay to realize that he got us to a certain point and that it didn't appear that he could ex- he, he could exceed that that peak that he gave us. It's okay to say that and acknowledge that. And hell, we can look back at this in a year or two and be like, wow, that was such a huge mistake. We should have never done that. But this is the world of the NBA and it's cruel and it's just how it is. And and I'm not going to apologize for that because I'm not the one that's pulling the trigger on that. I didn't make the move. I, I, I agree with the move. I think it was the right move at the right time. Um, I think Monty took us as far as he could possibly go. And I think there's consequences and repercussions when you get handled like you did in back-to-back years by 30 points at halftime. Like, that just can't happen. Heads got to roll. Like, that's just what happens in, in sports in general. So that's my thing. Monty's going to find a good opportunity out there. I'm probably going to guess in Milwaukee because that's where he is. Uh, I think that's... I think he has a good relationship with Giannis, and I think that's where he would thrive. And he might even win a championship there. Good for him. It's all good. I don't wish him any ill will. I I hope he continues to thrive because good people deserve to succeed. Agreed. Is that the only thing that you wanted to address from the comments? What were the other things? I don't know. You said, can I adjust a few things from the comments? I did. Monty and Cam, or uh, Mikhail and Cam and Monty. That was a couple things. Oh, and what's the fact that these guys are throwing me under the bus. What's your, what, Jose, what is your beef with Saul? Oh, he hates me. Saul, what is he your beef He absolutely with hates me. Do you need a mediator? Can no, I help like, like, mend this relationship? What like, happened like, like how Jose, do we move on from Jose, here? Jose, hey, listen, if I say, oh, Devin Booker missed a jump shot. Jose is coming for my throat in the chat because I besmirched Devin Booker. Like, get out of here. Like, oh. You guys need to be nice. I'm not the one coming after him. I, both of you be nice to each other. Nah, that's good. And then uh, hello uh, was coming after me. Hello's also. been coming after all of us forever. Well, well hello's just got a vendetta. Hello, uh, you know, because uh, Jock had mentioned that he was getting married. And then uh, hello had to throw out the fact that <laughs> I've been married now for three, the third time. Well, I think so, that was because Jay was saying it must be nice to get married. Yeah. And, and then hello was, like, was like, yeah, so nice. So nice. Saul did it three times, you dick. <laughs> But I think it's funny. Listen, like I don't. Again, last week I will say this too for all those Nuggies fans <laughs> out there. Last week, I got my shit handed to me based <laughs> off of a, of a clip of where I was talking in hypotheticals, but apparently comprehension is not at a high level in Denver, and I got roasted. And I, the one thing that I deserved was the fact that I said Jamal Murray was the head of the snake, because at the time, I was thinking, I was thinking that if Jamal Murray doesn't exist, or if he got injured, or if he doesn't play very well, the Suns would sweep him. 
because that's exactly what happened before. I was wrong. Jokic was so good. It did not matter to me, in, in my opinion, that um, Jamal Murray was really... He, he could have dropped 15 points a game, and that, I think the Nuggets still would have won that series because Jokic was just that damn awesome. So it's all good. Can I um, throw a little bit of shade? My way? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Nuggets fans? Sure. Um, I would have guessed that they would have moved on from us by now, being that they're in the Western Conference Finals, playing the Lakers now, like on to bigger and better things. Like they're still all up in the mentions, oh all up in the comments. And I'm like, I like you can have your time and like rub it in by all means but like you're on to bigger and better things now i think you should maybe focus on that man it's i it, feel like they hate us oh they hate like, they're, they are definitely they're definitely the ex that does not want to see you succeed like the mavs like oh to troll gosh. a little bit but i think the nuggets hate us oh yes a million percent like it's crazy yeah i don't know what what it so is crazy. but man they are like they, even today today after they the thing that kills me about Nugs fans right now. Do you want angry music for this? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'll wait for it. No. Oh, right. That's a little. Too that's aggressive. a little too aggressive there. Too but aggressive. the thing that kills me about Nuggets fans right now is that they are completely bitching and complaining about the fact that people are bringing up Rui Hachimura somewhat slowing down Jokic in the fourth quarter, and maybe that's the secret to success in the future. And not talking about Jokic. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, they are up in our chat talking about the Suns. Talking about the Suns, going after Devin Booker like two days after a tweet that he put out, getting upset about shit that has nothing to do with them anymore. Talk about your own goddamn team. It's not that hard. You're thriving. You're in the Western Conference Finals. What the fuck do you want from us? It's not that difficult. You have a great team. You should win the NBA Finals. You are the best team left out there. Why in the fuck does it matter what anybody else says? It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. Just enjoy the ride. Holy crap. Jeez. That got way more aggressive. Let's turn that music off. It turns, it just like triggered something and saw it's like I'm not here it's, for it. it's like but it, i agree it's like instead of focusing on all like being spiteful and petty which i know is fun at times but like this is a fun moment for you and your fan base like live in that moment with each other and leave all that other stuff aside for a little bit of time because like last night's game was fun and it was yeah. it, if i was a nuggets fan that would have been such a blast to, to watch Dude. obviously the lakers got back in there a little bit but overall like watching Jokic do that like Fantastic. Like, live in that. Yeah. I get it because we've done the same thing at times when we talk about Devin Booker doing amazing things and him not getting love or credit sure. for it. You know what sure. I mean? Like, we've been on that side of the coin in some situations, but I don't know. I just, I'm like, it's one thing if you want to go after the Lakers because you're in the thick of that. You got to leave the Suns behind I mean, at this point in time and focus on the Lakers. When If you win a championship at the end of that, then you can revisit and you can go back and you control every fan base yeah. that you took down along the way. By all means. It's like, it's just crazy. Like I had people coming, trying to tag DNVR and, and people at DNVR say, you guys need to fire this guy. Shut the fuck up. It don't matter. I'm not getting fired. I ain't going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And then they're like, oh, these guys, you can give a mic to anybody and they got a podcast. Guess what? You can too. Get your own podcast and talk your shit. It doesn't matter. Oh my God. Just move on. Move on. Oh, man, it's just, listen, man, I, I think watching yesterday, I thought 
I still think that the Nuggets are the best team out there. I don't know. There's not a single team out there that can that can beat and stop Jokic. I, I that's just how I feel. I feel like they are the favorites to win the title right now, um, and I think they have everything in in favor of them to win a title. And I think what happens sometimes is you've been so used to being the underdog or being doubted that when you're the favorite, sometimes as a fan base, you're like, wait, what? No, no, no. We need to create adversity so which we can still feel like we're the underdog. That's what I feel like is happening with that yeah, fan base. I can see that because they, they definitely tried to play the underdog narrative. Well, because we've done that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm just, listen, I think the Nuggets, Denver people are fantastic. Nuggets fans have gotten under my skin and I'm just like, oh, I'm so done with it. And I just, they, they come at me still and I'm like, I don't care. I don't even respond to them because I don't give a shit. It just feels so much more. They have basements in Colorado. You know that, right? It feels so much more angry. That's where most of them tweet from. Than Mavs fans. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to throw a shade too. Mavs fans were whatever. I actually liked the Mavs fans because they came into our chat and they were talking their shit. And, but they enjoyed the show and they moved on. But see, that's awesome. what I'm saying. Like Mavs fans, it's like it's trolling. It's petty. But it's like there's some that take it way too far. There's always that in every always. fan base. Like ours always. is not any different than that. But like it was more like just within the normal realm yeah. of shit talking and, and sports and all that kind of stuff with yeah. the Nuggets fan base. It's like they, they literally would like to bury you in the ground. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like I'm going across Twitter and I'm legit like l looking for like Jokic stats and, and different like points of view and stuff like that. And all I see is just like just hatred, hatred. Yeah, I'm like, dude, your us. team is up one, nothing. What are you, what are you mad about? What are you mad about? I would love to be in your position right now. 1-0 over the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. What are we mad about? Listen, the only one that gets a pass is Famished Yoshi in the chat because they said, unfortunate, I'm a Nuggets fan here and I just enjoy your guys' content. Also, Jock is a legend. So Famished is the only one. You get a pass. Thank you, Famished. Thank Appreciate you. you. Appreciate you. And, and to be fair... The DMVR peeps, I know there's a lot of people that are talking about the DMVR oh, we, people. Oh, we, they get a pass, too. They're family. They, they, the DMVR guys, um, like, low-key, I, I love them to death. They do a great job on their show. Get, guess what, guys? We are a team-specific podcast, and we're going to see it from a team-specific point of view. And it's not going to be the other team's point of view. I promise you that. And guess what? They do the same thing. It's no different. Mm -hmm. and they, they try to provide an objective analysis when they're talking to their fan base, which is exactly what we try to do. But every now and then, we kind of skew a little hatred here and there, which is fine. It's okay to throw out strays. But at the end of the day, we all love ball. We all love our team. And we can all live together, and it's all good. Yeah, what family doesn't fight about nonsense? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, with that, we're going to say goodbye. We will be back tomorrow at 3 p.m., so plan to hang out with us then. Until then, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow Jock Landale at Landale Jock. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. And of course, you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Saul, take us home. Uh, Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world. The Denver Nuggets are the best team in the world, and they should win a championship. Bye-bye. <laughs> Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles.
bars. If you squad, just sit it on the chat. Get involved. Rhymes say it's got flavor. Known to shine greater. Glide like Tom Chambers and Bulls versus Lakers. Off that pick, I'm Devin Booker. Bringing the hot.